0: You're listening to Drums Over Flowers. This is an episode of What's Up in Dramaland with Saya, Anissa and Boromar. Hello friends! I'm Saya and I'm also very delighted to welcome you back to our first What's Up in Dramaland episode of 2021. January came in very light, but February is really here to make up for that. For such a short month it's delivering a heavy load. Rich pickings! Especially if you're a thriller junkie... Or is that just me? Hmm. Anyway, know that we would love to hear from you about what you're finding worth your watch from this crop. You know where to find us. Alternatively, you can just shout at us while you listen, and your words will reach us somehow. I promise. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't make promises like that. This episode was produced thanks to the support of our beloved Patreon peeps and we are so excited to welcome some new faces to our Patreon family. Your support and cheer puts the spring in our step. You can find our page at patreon.com slash over flowers. And lastest, but not at all in any way leastest, our love and thanks to you for listening. You make us happy. <laughs> I won't keep you from diving into the episode any longer than necessary, so have fun and maybe even take notes.
1: Hello everybody, this is Saya, this is Anissa, and this is Parma, and welcome to the first What's Up in Dramaland of 2021. Because we cheated and skipped January. We, we needed that <laughs> we <were> rest. We
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I think 2020 kind of did us in, and then we did ourselves in with that extremely long year-end yak, so.
0: Which yeah. can I say, is such a good episode, I love it so much, are we allowed to say that? <laughs> i am very I, proud
1: of that episode so yes we are I feel like we
0: worked we worked really hard even the listeners
2: worked hard like it was a great thing I think it was a really nice um yeah good riddance to 2020
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was and you know what i mean no matter I, I hope we can do like really excellent collaborations in the future but I don't think anything will ever top a collaboration like that <laughs> like where the people who are listening to us the people who we talk to about dramas across mediums kind of just pitching their own thoughts into our episode that was so lovely
2: i was also like wow our listeners are and our friends are so so smart it was very like (laughs) i was like wow this is such incredibly smart commentary so that was really really thank you to everyone who sent in voice notes
0: that and the fact that like this is the first year that anisa and i have also like in editing. So it's our first year and Yak to edit too. And we split the editing up. like That was done in halves. I did one half and Issa did one half. And then Borama did her magic and put everything together. And it was amazing. So it felt really... It was like, it was a fast for us a doing it like that. It monster yak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but lots it, of surgery. <laughs> but the level was like Korean plastic surgery level, okay? You can't see any of the scars. <laughs> I yes. <laughs> We
2: are going meta today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this metaphor has gotten away from us. But
0: <laughs> It was exciting to do. Yes.
2: And there was only one drama that premiered in January, which is why we thought it would be fine to just skip over. And there wasn't really any news except uh Hyun Bin and Son Ye Jin getting together, which I'm sure we <laughs> all squeed about enough offline or online, so we didn't need to devote a whole episode to that.
0: Yeah. So if anyone's asking, I'm sure that can be arranged. <laughs> That's a uh, joke, yes. by the way. Available we are not doing that. Available request. <laughs> oh, really? I'm available. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> There you go, everyone. If you want it, apply to Anisa. Yeah, I can
2: talk forever about crash landing on you. Okay, let's get into the news.
1: The first item that we have is about how Netflix has kind of brought about a, a second wave of change in how Korean dramas are produced and distributed. And now with Disney Plus, HBO Max and Apple Plus all thinking of getting into the Korean drama, you know, production and distribution game. The industry is going through like seismic changes and nobody's sure that who's going to end up surviving this show for like creating dramas for the international (laughs) (laughs) audience. The
0: showdown. The
1: showdown, the ultimate showdown. Right. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's that's our next item. There is this very interesting um, article by South China Morning Post about uh, how... Kingdom and especially the very recent Sweet Home, which neither of which actually did really great um, in terms of uh, ratings at home, but kind of just like blew the waters in international Netflix. What do you call it? Ratings, <laughs> ratings. Yeah. In quotation marks, in quotation whatever, marks calls, nobody, nobody <laughs> ever knows. So,
2: yeah, I think they made it to top ten lists in a bunch of countries, which is pretty much the
1: only way we have to tell if something is popular on Netflix. Absolutely, and and the thing is, I remember Kingdom being number one or number two in India at one point, and zombie movies aren't exactly what Indians usually tend to watch on Netflix, so that was a surprise. And the dramas that don't do very well in local waters, are suddenly doing really well in amongst international audiences. And mind you, for most of these production companies, by international audiences, they don't immediately think America. They think China, other East Asian countries, and now South Asian countries. Like It tends to be geographically the East, but now progressively the West, like Europe and America and other continents. So it's growing big. The world is growing big for K-dramas.
2: Yeah. And there's also there was an article in Variety that also came out uh, recently, which is about basically it's it talks about um, the title is East Asian series score global audiences on Netflix. And it was talking about Alice in Borderland, which is Japanese sci fi and sweet home. And they were talking about how popular both of those were with international audiences. I thought it was interesting because they're both adapted from comics and they're both fall into this like stereotypical um, sort of global ideas of what kind of media comes out of Japan and Korea. So for Japan, it's like this sci fi, you know, dystopian story, which a lot of people associate with manga and and anime. And then there's, you know, Sweet Home is like Korean horror has been like internationally famous for a long time. So. Even though that we've had a lot of like rom-coms and like other sort of slice of life dramas and stuff, I don't know how the distribution has happened on other in other parts of the world. But like that's those are the kind of dramas I saw initially in North American Netflix. But these are the ones that are getting like, you know, more media attention. And so I'm like a little curious whether it's people's perceptions that shape the ratings or if it's like Netflix's algorithms that shape that or if it's just um, the marketing itself where people are like, these are more popular, let's put more marketing behind them and then more people watch them. Like, I don't have an answer, but I just thought that was interesting.
1: The South China article actually mentions this, there's this line that says that internationally high concept genre dramas tend to take off and that's across countries, like no matter where it's coming out of. And Netflix really pushes money into that particular, those kind of concept dramas. And Korean dramas are kind of, they are amazing with what-if scenarios. They keep coming up with, what if this happened? What if that happened? And that's what tends to keep us hooked. So it's not surprising that many of these high-concept dramas that come out of Korea have a lot of backing and marketing um, by, you know, Netflix behind them, don't tend to do very well locally because they are that is not the kind of uh, drama that tends to do well locally. Yeah, locally it tends to be melodramas. Yeah, you know, that have e- exactly. Best so range. I think what tends to... And, and also, once these dramas blow up internationally, then they get kind of like a sort of second coming at home where people are like like, well, it blew up internationally, there must be something into it. And then they start streaming (laughs) it. National pride (laughs) boost. (laughs) I call that the national pride boost. Exactly. But the thing is that, you know, we've often talked about what happens when um, these Netflix and others like them get into Korean drama production business. And what if they mess it up, because they're trying to make it too international? They're trying to pacify too many palettes but the thing is they've already been doing that for a while and I think post 2016 we have been getting more and more dramas that we really like like the concepts seem to be so good and I'm talking about in streaming medium we are not actually watching all the dramas coming out in on broadcast channels and stuff we are not watching them we tend to watch high concept dramas those are the ones that really take off with international fans and I think Drama land has already been really influenced and and geared towards international audiences for a few years now. It's not something that's going to happen. It's already happened. That's a really good point, Parma. And it's
2: already also went through a big upheaval. Um, and the author of the South China Morning Post talked about this too. And we've also talked about this in the past about how the how in twenty twelve. The cable revolution basically turned the Korean TV industry upside down, right? And that had actually really positive effects for um, the quality of the storytelling, the artistic freedom of, you know, writers and directors, better roles for actors that weren't getting roles, like, for example, like Women Over 30, you know, in the past. Yeah. So I'm not quite as excited about this change, but um, because I always feel like when people start like there's the there's a the phenomenon like that we've seen in Hollywood of like these big studio movies being more sen- like more internationally focused and it tends to make everything like more explody and blasty and less <laughs> focused on like character work and you know like actual good writing um because they're like oh well they don't they're not going to care about that we just need to like have these big blockbusters that people will enjoy in China but i think the k-drama fandom is It's a lot more established. It's not like a new audience that they're like, oh, we should expand our audience. They do want to expand their audience. But I think now they're starting to understand more than before that there is already an established audience who already likes what they're making. So hopefully that will keep them from changing it too much while also giving us like new things that we didn't get before.
1: Yeah, that's the hope. Sorry, Sorry I talked too much.
0: (laughs) No, (laughs) I have nothing to add. Except that... I feel like with a lot of the international offerings, particularly the Netflix exclusive ones, in storytelling terms, they tend to, like Anissa said, they tend to go more explodey and less, uh, they're less concerned with a really sort of tight, thorough story, I feel like. For example, Vagabond, you know, these shows follow that formula of using its first season using the season to pitch for a second and you end up with these unfinished stories and these unsatisfying endings perhaps that's just in the dramas that i've watched and also what you often find with the ones that are really purposely aimed at broader international audiences that specifically include a western audience they tend to go a little bit more down the cynical route and then they end up being the kind of show that I don't enjoy watching. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So it's one of those things I think about. Like if you start making if K drama starts modeling itself on Western TV, does it then lose the thing that you value in it? But then also can you mm. ask it not to? Yeah, and they're making they're in it to make money. So, you exactly. know, they wanna attract mm. most of the most audience they can. Yeah. Especially since that whole the chinese revenue stream is, has been so unstable and difficult for the last few years so they have to broaden yeah, their, yeah. you know other income streams exactly. yeah and also
2: like in this global moment why would they not take advantage of this huge spike in yeah. interest in korean entertainment like it would be really dumb not to so right yeah.
0: So it does make sense to then make things specifically for new viewers who've never watched K-drama before. Like if you're going from what Walking Dead uh, and falling into Kingdom or, you know, I get texts from like random friends saying, "Oh, have you heard of like Space Sweepers?" And <laughs> finally Korea has made something good and <gasps> Oh, ew. Yeah. That, oh my I god. Hate that How dare you. But like you get that. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Paramah. Paramah,
1: you had something to say. Right. So about the um, multi-season thing. So I have two notes. One is, have you guys noticed that with Western television, the problem that I had were, were the unending seasons. Like you have a good story and then you have five more seasons to ruin it. So, yes. on 10 more seasons, right? <laughs> That's well another big reason why I loved American TV.
0: Or they just don't finish the story. Like, they could finish it in one or two or three seasons, but yeah. then they, they just drag it out and you're like... You- They're like, but money must get. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and also
1: they're like, let's drag it out, and then it gets canceled. And yeah, then and then like like an the story ending. never ends. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is yeah. that since those uh, TV shows have started moving to streaming sites, the seasons have started becoming shorter, and there are fewer seasons because I don't think people have enough patience to wait for season after season after season for you to finish telling the story. There are there is too much to watch online. <laughs> So I think that the entire model of multi-season storytelling is already becoming sort of pushed into like a a, a smaller duration which is great
2: ironically Ironically. the binge model yeah has made american tv become more like korean dramas (laughs) exactly And
0: korean dramas are starting to (laughs) expand (laughs) i've been noticing how all of these shows like the new ones that have been coming out in the last year or so they're like 10 13 9 8 episodes like that and then they're just done and you're like this is great right <laughs> it's like a k-drama why did <laughs> they do this before <laughs> exactly. we're also getting a lot more um i've noticed
2: in american tv that like stories are going more like away from episodic tv and towards like continuous storylines like we have in k-drama with like more character work and like less just here's a cop he gets people every time you know like <laughs> that kind of i mean that cop tv is still huge and a lot you know it's a juggernaut of its own right but like prestige tv is definitely has moved towards more of what we watch Um, and it's become less cynical because people don't want that anymore people are tired of it and so like that cynicism that made me leave american tv like in the late 2000s or even before that there is a lot. I mean, there's still some of that, but I think it's gone in like two directions. There's the people who are tired of the cynicism and now they're making like Ted Lasso. And then there's people who are just like really leaning into it and they're they're doing like succession and things like that. So it's kind of an interesting time.
1: But anyway, we don't need to talk about American TV. Sorry. Okay. So um, here's uh, another uh, item of news uh, on our list. Speaking of multi-season dramas, right? Speaking of them. <laughs> You have writer Kim Yoon Suk's next project, sort of. It's supposed to be a multi-season Revenge Mellow, and it stars Song Hye Kyo, and it's going to be called The Glory. And uh, it's supposed to have, like, the first season supposed to have something like eight episodes, and it's all about this high school kid who drops out and becomes a teacher at a later point, and then bullies her old bullies I don't know gets revenge on her I'm a bit confused but I think she gets the bully's kid ends up being a student in her class and then I'm not sure how that's connected to the revenge I I don't know if
0: she's like taking it out on the kid or (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, that sounds
1: sounds (laughs) very wrong okay so let's (laughs) just assume we don't know what it's about but it doesn't sound like her usual Cinderella concept so that's you know, interesting. I want to see what Kim Yun Suk can do when she's taken outside that comfortable box. But also, I don't know, the first reaction I had when I heard that this was multi-season and it's a revenge mellow is that she's either going to make this dramatic as F because it's going to be all penthouse on us (laughs) and it's going to be completely insane. That's the only way people are going to like stick to a multi-season format for a revenge mellow or... I don't know, it's going to be something completely new. I watched a multi season Revenge Mellow, it was Which called Revenge.
0: One? <laughs> 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 and it dragged itself out over five years and five seasons for a story oh, that could have been done in one which would have been great if it had been done in one uh, or even if they'd called it a day at three
1: i think i stopped watching at the end of the first season that one
0: <laughs> i have never heard of this show have you not emily van kemp i don't know who that is it was like it was so big it was gorgeous when
1: it first started <laughs> yeah
0: It was so big. And it was also like really enthralling in that soapy, terrible Mukdeng way. But um, yeah, so I watched it for all five seasons until the very end and like four episodes short of the end, I just dropped it. And I just didn't feel any interest in going back four episodes short of a five year trip. I just had (laughs) enough. Your psychology about Revenge Mellows aside, I have no interest in watching this. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, don't. It's it's it never finished its story. That's the thing. Oh, no, no, sorry. I mean, the Kim and suk oh, one. Yeah, I'm not going to watch that one either. But yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, ha- I have oh, some tentative oh, interest
1: to. because it has Song Hye-kyo in it. And also, like I said, I want to see what Kim Eun-suk can do when she's not telling a toxic romance story.
0: And you know, it's still going to be a high, like, really high production value and all sorts yeah, of Yeah, most likely. Crazy... But I just, I,
1: I'm having a really hard time imagining a really high production value Revenge mellow that stars a school teacher. I think there's more to it. There's more to it
0: than... Then we you know, know there's right gonna be a
1: table in there somewhere. <laughs> Maybe the one, the kid who bullied this her. This is gonna be a high school that's like that's like for the elite of the elites, isn't it? It's well, just I mean, she be. did that, didn't she? That was hers. It. True. They'll so just go back to
0: the air school and have a different <laughs> story there. I'm really curious to see if she can do a non-romance story, actually, and because like the director attached to it is Angiro, who you know, Forest of Secrets, One Watcher, uh, and also Abysmal Record of Youth. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I did I did used to like him a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what the, <laughs> whether this is a good thing or a bad thing, but it's definitely worth checking out. It's a thing to me at least. Yeah, it's yeah, it is.
2: It's her first multi-season drama, so I don't know if multi-season just means two.
0: I mean, it's eight episodes, so maybe it's just a 16 episode cut in half artificially for no reason except to make it two seasons.
2: True, and also she never does 16 episodes, oh, that's so true. that's interesting <laughs> in its own 16. right. It's, always, always, does. No, Goblin no. was it's 16. always 20, 20 or 24. No, wasn't Goblin 16? I don't think she's ever done. I'm pretty sure 16. I can Goblin check. Yeah, but
1: it was like 16 90-minute episodes, even (laughs) if it were So it was. True, true. Okay, another another news item that's also kind of related to season endings or not endings (laughs) is how uh, the Uncanny Counter writer had to, well, she wanted the season to kind of end in a certain way and there were disagreements, so she left after completing episode 12. So you want to take that toss?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I was gonna say before we go into that part of the story, I think we need to start by saying that um, the Uncanny Counter, which um, concluded last week, it basically broke every record ever at yeah. OCN. It's the highest ever rated drama. Yeah, congratulations,
1: OCN. Yeah, yeah the first, the first two digit rating, yeah, right? It, yeah, exactly.
0: So that not only their highest ever, but like in a big. It's yeah, a big gap from the last one. Exactly. So it ended at 11%. It's already confirmed a second season. And I really enjoyed this drama, but obviously we're not going to talk about that now. But what I want... I kind of was avoiding this whole story when you guys were talking about it because I was in the middle of the drama and I didn't want to ruin my experience of it but I wonder now if the reason for the creative differences is because they had that second season in mind and perhaps the original writer wanted to end it a certain way at that point I can think of a couple of things that could have happened that would have just like you know sealed the season and if at that point, they had already had in mind, oh, we want to go to a second season or let's see how, because, you know, that's what you want to do with with things that get you ratings. Voice, which uh, had three seasons, I don't know if they're doing more, but in its time, it was one of its highest rated dramas as well. So OCN does want to capitalize on a popular drama by extending it, obviously, as it should. And it's got the perfect formula for it. You just have to make sure that you have the cast to keep going, right? Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: And ocean so, does tend to do the types of dramas that can easily have multiple mm. seasons. Because it's a lot of like procedurals Procedural, yeah. and like crime shows mm. and stuff. Yeah.
1: Mm. It's got the episodal formula down pat and it doesn't get boring because the overall arc works really nicely. Everything keeps mm. moving along. So yeah, I, I'm halfway through Uncanny Counter. I'm really enjoying it. I found out about the writer leaving I just as I started the drama and I was like, what? I just started it. Did she have to leave? I have to say, I couldn't tell the difference. I mean, like
0: if I were looking for it, I could have yeah. like the things that I have in mind. I don't want to spoil the drama for so I'm not saying all the things. But I can see the points where that might have been points of contention. But ultimately, I don't think it damaged the integrity of the characters and the story like it's got the capacity to now be translated to a second season you know as i finished watching it i was like i i would so watch another season of this it's that's (laughs) how much i like it so i'm really really happy with that
2: that's impressive considering they brought in a totally new writer for the last two episodes so yeah that that you weren't really be able to tell and you were right about Goblin. It was uh, sixteen movies. Um, so they, also had, <laughs> they also had three specials, so I feel like she made up for the extra four hours that she wanted. Wasn't
0: one or one or two of them like the movie versions, like where they summarize like eight episodes? Yeah, in? yeah, yeah. I mean, there were two
1: of them. What exactly? Because really I watched them, and the third one was just <laughs> behind the scenes. So. Uh, those I enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I do, but not when you tell me that's an extra episode. I expect more of the story. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get to Fanficland for that. Oh, I did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bet you did. Did you find anything good there? I cannot
1: say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel
1: I like this is new.
2: <laughs> This is another episode but for another day. I'm really fascinated right now. <laughs> So let's go into upcoming dramas in February. Yeah. The first one that we're talking about is Luca, which is coming out on February 1st. God, I, I'm struggling with the fact that it's almost February. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like happy voice. And I was like, I'm not happy about this. Okay. So Luca L U C A <laughs> stands for last universal common ancestor. So it's based on um, like evolution, Charles Darwin's concept of evolution, so it stars Kim Rewan and Idahi, which is very exciting. I'm very excited to see them together. And the plot is that Gio, who is Kim Rewan's character, rarely reveals his emotions to others and he has a special power and a secret, but he doesn't know who he really is. He's chased by mysterious figures while he tries to find answers to numerous questions that surround him. And Gurum, who is Idahi's character, is a detective whose parents disappeared when she was a young child. When she decides on a course of action, she doesn't change no matter what. She chases after the truth behind her parents' disappearance, um, and then she meets Dio and her life changes.
1: I wonder if this is like the new badass woman uh, motivation going forward. Like, they all have to have lost their parents in the childhood, and their life's mission is to find the parents or avenge them or something. Because it's like I keep seeing this motif being repeated over and over. Okay, Sorry, one more comment <laughs> before I b- sort of back away from this. Have you noticed that anytime they say that like this, this, this story is based on a scientific proposition, the science of it tends to be like the least scientific thing ever? <laughs> because that's what I'm expecting out of the story. And this is also,
2: this writer has done Your Honor, also known as Dear Judge from 2018. Um, he also did The Package and... Seventh level civil servant in 2013, and Chino. which was
1: all of them were hits, right? Mm, seventh level civil servant was <laughs> hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Your Honor. Was oh wait, good. I'm mixing up
2: with the movie. No, no, no. The movie was good. The, movie. the drama was terrible. Yeah. Um, he did the Fugitive <laughs> Plan B, which I enjoyed. Um, and Chino was good.
0: So I don't know. And it's... Your Honor was good. I mean, we should judge people by their most recent projects if we have to, right? That's true. Are and, you and, uh, really that generous? Uh, I don't know. That. Yes. I mean if that recent most recent project was good, then yes, we can I mean if generous. somebody's
2: most recent project was terrible, I give them another chance if they've done good stuff in the past, so I don't see any reason not to do the
0: opposite. <laughs> But because of that, they've earned themselves the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Okay. So your honor gets them, gets them credit. I did really like your honor. Plus, it's the director of um, The Guest, Black, and Voice. And those were all pretty like, gripping dramas. Yeah. So it will be watchable, if nothing else.
1: And the visuals of the trailer look pretty good. So I'm hopeful. Also, Ida, he, as a cop. Or detective. I yeah, love just, this yeah, cast. That's yeah. fantastic. I love this She's cast. She's done that
0: before, though. You know that, right? In Mrs. Cop, right? In, yeah, Mrs. Cup 2, which yeah. I didn't finish watching, but I, I, didn't, I
2: liked I her in no. it. It also
0: has Kim Sung-ho, who I love,
2: um, and I, I, I haven't seen say, him in anything yeah. in a while. And like Kim Sung-ho, who is see
0: like, from City Hunter. We also <laughs> love him. So it's got a great cast. And it's 12 episodes, so you know less room to, to yes. mess, mess up. Yeah. Up. Hopefully. Like that other 12-episode drama we just watched, Dodo Sol Sol Lala La Sol. I think it'll be great.
1: Was that 12? Exactly. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't. Are you absolutely I get drunk? you. I get you. I get you. What are you implying?
2: Any other thoughts on this before we move on? Uh, no, let's it move It says on. Luca
1: the beginning, so I'm hoping that that does not anticipate another season or something equally bad
2: i think it just means like the beginning of mankind considering
0: the the premise of the title i'm guessing okay i'm just hopefully well huarang is also called uh huarang the beginning so maybe it's the beginning of the thing the beginning of the ah, drama the <laughs> <Because> beginning <laughs> of the madness <laughs> the, the, the 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 luca whatever it is the
2: phenomenon yeah i'm
0: not that yeah. excited
2: for the plot but I Kimberman was, like, one of my early K-drama hero crushes. So I, I like him I a lot. I can see why. He's very charming. He's I think, like, back in the beginning, I watched basically everything I could find that had him in it. And Idahi. We love Idahi. Yeah, yeah.
0: We do love Idahi.
2: <laughs> yes. Okay, let's move on to the next one.
1: Go on, i I'm oh. really excited about this one. <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> yes, amazing. So am I. My I'm a bit blown away by the concept. Okay, so this is River Where the Moon Rises. And Kim So Hyun is back, and and Kim Ji Soo is not a second lead. Yes, <laughs> I'm sorry. Finally, I just had to. Finally, my boy.
2: Our gets, have been gets
1: to be the yeah first main lead. Yay. Okay, sorry. Back to synopsis. Um. So this is a uh, Sagiok, and listen to this. I love this story. Born a princess and raised a soldier, Pyeonggang, which is, which is Kim Soo Hyun, is a woman with big dreams and limitless ambition. Determined to become the first empress of Goguryeo, Pyeonggang will stop at nothing to make her dream come true. Clever and level-headed, Pyongyang is well aware of the obstacles that stand in her way and she's more than capable of taking them on. With meticulous planning, she sets out to make her dream come true. But things take an unexpected turn the day she meets Ondal. And Ondal is Jisoo, Mm -hmm. which I love so much. And now, he is a peace-loving man whose only goal in life is to live in harmony with those around him. But once he meets our warrior princess, he finds himself forsaking his principles in order to keep her safe. And eventually, you know, power struggles happen, people attack them. And what does Pyongyang have to lose if she really wants the power she seeks? So yeah, love or the throne. And I love it. <laughs> and this is also um, both
2: adapted from a novel, Princess Pyongyang. And it's also based on the Korean legend, Pabo Andal, like Andal the Fool, which is about a princess who falls in love with a fool. I should have read up on this, but I think like initially her her dad wanted her to marry someone else. Um, but she says that she wants to marry Andal. And so then Andal has to like pass all these tests because he's an idiot. He has to level up. Yeah, he's basically a useless person. So then he has to go through all these trials. And yeah, he
0: somehow passes. Yeah, them, right? well, it's a legend. So <laughs> But yeah, so it's it's based on those
2: two um stories.
0: So interesting thing is the screenwriter, his last project, so screenwriter is a man, his last project was the, you know, woman of nine point nine billion, which was really good. Which was good. It was really good, yeah. yeah. It was excellent. So this is I'm excited, and also this is a reunion between Kim Soyeon and Chisu since Page Turner. You know that mm. little special many mm. long years ago after thingy. Was it Park Hyun who wrote that? I don't, I don't remember. Don't remember. Yeah,
2: he also did um, Seindang Light Diary, which I know you, which liked. I really loved. Yeah, and um,
1: <laughs> I lo- though many people. Didn't. I enjoyed Bride of the Century a lot,
2: which he also did. Oh, I
1: really liked that. Yeah. yeah.
2: That was cute, so it should be I interesting. I like
1: that, at least as far as the synopsis goes, this is very much centered on Princess Pyongyang. And yeah, I mean, it might that might not be the eventual story, but at least this is not something that is just from the perspective of the fool so no, nah, man this is a kim seon project for sure
0: kim seon is i find her best in saguk like she's just yeah, she's she so has good that. as an action hero i don't like her as a romantic her as that sort of traditional um romantic female lead i just don't enjoy it but every time she does one of these action roles where she has these sort of more complex things going on than romance. She's great. Like, you know Tale of Nokdu. Mm. Love that. Such a good drama which we actually managed to never talk about because I th- <laughs> That's cause Nalfos was watching I finally watched it after the year ended. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Same. I did the same. I don't think either of us watched it on schedule, but it was such a good drama. And oh god, imagine well, I won't take this away from Jisoo, but if this was, um, what's his name? What's his name? Chang Deng Yoon, How good would that be too? Oh, yeah. Definitely. But they already had their drama. Yeah, <laughs> has Jisoo done
1: uh saguk before or is this his first time? He's done a Sagok before. The Gorio, uh, the uh, Brio, Scarlet Heart Ryo. Oh. He oh, was yeah, the, yeah, yeah, that's the seventh one. <laughs> brother or something. He was the only living brother at the end of the deal because the rest of them had been yeah, killed. Yeah, I, re- <laughs> I refuse to watch spoiler that. Spoiler warning? So. I know, that doesn't deserve <laughs>
2: spoiler warning. <laughs> That's a bad drama. <laughs> Even I know that and I didn't watch it. Also, this has Lee Ji Hoon.
1: The one from... Uh, yeah, the one that yeah, stole historian. our hearts and rookie
2: historian. Yeah, so I'm yeah. excited to see him in a saga
1: again. I was watching the trailer and I kept thinking that I'm so happy that this Kim So Hyun is back because I did not enjoy her in Love Alarm. Really tried to, but didn't. But also that Kim Ji Soo seemed a bit light next to her but again i don't know what the story is and the drama itself might end up giving him you know personality that i'm not seeing in the trailer so that's just that's where i'm at fingers crossed he is also a fool so i mean (laughs) 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 i'm sure there's
2: room
0: for character development over the course of the drama i do feel like i agree with you I do feel that he there's less to his acting than you might one, and that's often masked by the smallness of his role. Yeah. So it's it would be interesting to see how he steps up to a lead role, and I hope he does because we all need a good jisoo
1: <laughs> We do. I second that wholeheartedly.
0: <laughs> My favorite jisoo is Sassy gogo jisoo. I agree. Me too. Oh! He's
1: that's the best
0: jisoo.
1: <laughs> All right, let's move on to
2: the
0: next one. Yes ooh, what would the next one be? <laughs> I'm so excited. Go, Saya. We are so excited for this one. We basically could do the whole
1: hour just on this. Really? We, we basically kind of sat down and were like, well, we have to record one episode by the end of the month <laughs> and it has to have Sisyphus in it. So let's just do it. <laughs> exactly. So it's- Yeah, Sisyphus the
0: myth. I almost feel like it's so myth and legend that it doesn't need to be introduced. But why would we take that pleasure away from ourselves? JTBC Netflix drama comes out on February the 17th. It's a Wednesday, Thursday show, 16 episodes, uh, 70 minute ones as well. So that's a little longer than usual. And this stars Chosungu and Pakshine, which is such an exciting pairing. I can't even. <laughs> if I could do air horns,
2: I would be doing them right now. <laughs> I don't
0: know how. <laughs> Especially because this is the thing you do, And I'll let you get onto the plot in a second, but just I want to say this before you do. Because since we've had like uh, Chosungu and Forest of Secrets for the last couple of um, few years, you kind of forget how great he is at emotion and emotional like he the man is like just a balloon full of emotions you touch him an emotion pops out and like he's been restraining that for the last two, uh, actually, I didn't watch Life, so I don't know what he's like in that. But um, it's just, I want to see the God's Gift version of Cho Woo again.
1: You might get to see that because he's supposed so to be excited.
0: a genius who's very aware that he's a
1: genius here. So let's
2: get into the let's get into the plot then before we start discussing. Um, so Han Tae Soo, who is played by chosung Sung Woo, a co-founder of Quantum and Time, which I'm guessing is a company because it's capitalized. Mm
1: -hmm. That's the name.
2: Is a genius engineer with the highest level of coding skills and outstanding looks that outweigh his engineer fashion sense. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, my my dad has engineer fashion sense, so I know exactly what that is. What
0: does that mean? Oh, oh,
2: I can tell you. Due to his innovative achievements, Quantum and Time is a world-class company dubbed as the miracle of South Korea's engineering industry. In reality, Taesul has caused his company's stocks to constantly fluctuate after the death of his brother 10 years ago. One day, after witnessing the unbelievable truth of his brother's death, he sets off on a dangerous journey. Kang So-hee, is Park Shin-hae's character, is a soldier who could zip line from building to building, fight big-built men with her bare hands, shoot guns, and install explosives. With the survival skills that she's learned from living amongst gangsters and warlords, she sets off a dangerous path of finding Han tae So. And this is also taking place in
0: two in different, two different
2: timelines. timelines. One is 2020, and one is in the future. Ooh. So
0: it's uh, so like circle. I didn't watch Circle but sure. <gasps> watch immediately.
2: Okay. <laughs> Along with everything else that I need to watch immediately, <laughs> and this is also coming out on yes. Netflix concurrently. This is one of those JTBC Netflix uh it's part of that deal.
1: Okay, but let let's finish the synopsis because there is more to it. So Park Shin comes back <laughs> comes back to 2021 and meets chasing woods uh character because she has to figure out how to stop I don't know, some kind of a- apocalypse from taking place. And he's the reason it happens. Kinda. Or he's the answer to the problems. Anyway, so that's the... That's the Basically,
0: Pakshine. <laughs> Do you know, I feel like she's been so... She was so scarred by her memories of the Alhambra role that she's like, she's I'm like, never doing well it again. again. Never again! I am again. now. Exactly. She has reinvented herself as this action heroine. And like the film project that she did with you Yua in... Was alive? Uh, alive. Yeah. And... I, I just love this. She was great and alive. She was such a badass.
2: Like, she didn't have enough to do, which was my complaint, but she was so good. But in good. this drama, she yes. will, right? And I love how, um like, the in the interview that you linked, Saya, which, um who has all the best quotes for interviews. Like He's so funny. Excellent. Like, he's such a professional. <laughs> I love him. Like, he gives the greatest answers. But he was like, um, Talking about how she saves him, I was like, the woman is saving the man, I love it. She's the action protagonist,
1: I love yeah, it, They yeah. flipped the roles.
0: <laughs> exactly, and also Joseon said that he was really excited about, like one of the reasons he chose the project was that he was excited to work with her, he's like, I've wanted to work with her for a while, and you're like, that's so cool, I love that. Yeah,
2: he described her as, hold on, where's the thing? I want to quote him directly because it's such a nice quote. Um. Yeah, she said he wanted to meet the cool actress Park Shin Hye, who can capture anything. The best actor Sung Dong Il, who I've always wanted to work with, which like I agree, he is the best actor. And Dong uh, Gu Kwan, who I've continued to admire since a young age. So he's like really,
0: really excited to
2: meet his cast members, which is so cute
0: because he's <laughs> such a good actor. Yeah it's as if he doesn't know he himself is allergic right like at this
2: point in his career he could be like y'all are just lucky to be in my presence you know but he doesn't
0: do that I I bet everybody else is just like hooray the best day in our life (laughs) exactly (laughs) and I love that like uh, for Pakshine as well like you know once you cross the threshold of like your 30s you then start being able to entertain different kinds of roles and just not having to limit yourself to like you know romantic leads and stuff anymore. Yeah. It's it's like you get this opportunity to sort of reshape yourself to whatever you want to do at this point. The only
2: thing that slightly concerns me is that the all the promotional materials I've seen like her entire character is just how tough and badass she is and how she can like shoot guns and stuff whereas the male lead is the one that gets like, all this stuff about how he's, like, silly on the outside, but he has scars on the inside, and he has, like, a lot of character details about his personality and stuff. Like, I hope that we also get character details, because, like, being a badass not. A personality? Yeah, a character do-do. That. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that's that's a trope
1: that we don't want to fall yeah, into. Exactly.
0: We don't want the strong female lead strong thing female to happen. Exactly. Yeah. do you feel like Pakshine? I suppose it depends on how, how it's written into the script and how she's directed, but she always brings a really good emotional core to her characters. Like even with her paltry, pointless character in Memories of the Alhambra, she still brought more to it
1: than was. Yeah, on the I mean, page. she's never the problem. But the thing was like, with Alhambra. She brought more to the page because we already like her. But for an audience that doesn't know her at all, she was pretty much nonexist, non-existent. Mm-hmm. But if that happens here, that's going to be heartbreaking.
0: Well, the interesting thing is you've got Jinyuk, who is the director of that. And he is best known for City Hunter, although his last few projects have been a bit uninspired. So Legend of the Blue Sea, which was dull but beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor Stranger, which was beautiful but mad. Uh, and Master's Son, <laughs> which was beautiful, which, was great, but, and, which was great.
1: Which was okay, great. Which was
0: great. Okay, I okay, I won't add anything to that. Yeah, and whatever issues <laughs> those
2: uh, dramas had, I think were mostly in the writing. So I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, I checked out the writers for this. The there's two writers attached to it, and they previously wrote Fates and Furies, which was a weekend mukjang a couple of years ago. Um, it wasn't terrible. It was that one, you know, with Joo and um, what's her name? They had a drama together before. Eom Oh, that's right. Yeah. So. That wasn't terrible, but it was a very different genre. So, I mean, there definitely is character work in there, right? So hopefully that will be the... Mm. Either way, we're watching it. So we'll report We're watching back. it. Yeah, also, yeah. the trailer looks ama- amazing. Like, all the money. It looks like a movie
2: trailer. This, I... Oh, oh so I'm, I'm so excited. Like, Run On also mm. gives me, like, all the movie feels in a package of K-drama, which is, like, all the things I love all together in one. But I have a feeling they're going to also put that much money and care into this because it's their 10th anniversary project so yeah
0: that's i'm excited true. i forgot to mention that yeah definitely
2: watching this on my tv and not on my computer that's for sure
0: did we say this properly That it's the jtbc 10th anniversary you introduced project. it that way oh yes. did i okay i don't
1: remember i didn't either five
0: minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay i feel sure oh who knows? thank god
1: for lisa's memory <laughs> i may not have um, all right so let's
0: do the next
2: one okay the next drama on our list is called Hello Me. It stars Che Kang He and Kim young Kwang. Um, and also, as a younger version of Che Kang He, um, I think Yi Rei, who I'm not familiar with.
0: Oh, yeah, I like her. She's oh, okay. a really good child actor, although she's in her teens now, I think. So it's a 16
2: 32 episode drama. It's airing on February 17th on KBS2. And it's about Banhani, which is Che character. Sorry, I like forgot her name for a second. She's a 37-year-old single woman. She holds a temporary position at work, which makes her nervous that she might get fired. She's generally servile and timid. Considering her current state, she does not want to be single. One day, 17-year-old Banhani from the past comes to 37-year-old Banhani, and she's totally different from her older self. She's bright and optimistic. So I guess this is similar, I guess, to perfume, but not like her becoming her younger self, but she's meeting her younger self and kind of realizing like, oh, I kind of lost who I
0: was. So it's more like Miri's choice. Oh God, let's not mention but that. But not
1: that depressing. That was <laughs> <a> horrible. <laughs> that was the worst. Also, you guys are missing out something <laughs> very important here. <laughs> <laughs> che hee and Kim Young-kwang. I mean, I didn't, I did say it. <laughs> no, it's... Uh- after good casting they're reuniting again they had like the oh they did i told you I this is that this is the romance that happened completely in epilogues okay uh, we never got to see it in the actual drama wait, but wasn't that somebody else the male lead in that in good casting no it was kim young oh this is the guy from uh, my uh, secret life of my secretary right yeah
0: yeah oh. yeah that's
1: okay oh i thought it was
2: isang up for some reason in that <laughs> no no oh okay <laughs>
1: Oh, his credits doesn't
0: have him down as being in that show.
1: Well, he was like a really, really minor, secondary character, so that might be why he's the one who sings uh, "Palgang," uh, the So she didn't have, so she didn't actually have a romance
2: with the male lead, is what you're saying in that.
1: Exactly, he was kind Uh, of like a secondary character that kind of had a yeah. It's weird that they completely eliminated him
2: from
0: that. He's not even in the main cast, which is very interesting. That's like a very unusual... Uh, Yeah, I'm trying to find him in the credits. Yeah. Huh. Wow, okay he's huh. not in it at all are
1: you sure like 100%? yeah i'm sure look up red backpack from you wow i feel i feel gaslighted she said it's in the I'm epilogue sorry, I'm just I to find it i feel like it's the one
2: who got gaslighted here they're like you're gonna have a yeah, romance yeah yeah i, I, but it's I off, agree it's hold on off I'll, screen it's in the epilogue it's not canon i'll just i'll just
0: check what if i just imagine the whole thing I'm going to look it up on Asian wiki now. Because this Please is going to bother me for the rest of my life if I don't. It's going to bother
1: me too. What is happening? <laughs> Am I wrong? Oh, it was Isang Yob. You're right. Uh, I mixed them up. <laughs> I was like, what? That's, That's why I'm so confused.
2: Because <laughs> I saw the video too. And I was like, I thought that I had Isang Yob in <laughs> it. I thought the romance oh. was with Isang Yob. And you're like, nope.
1: Wait, isn't Isang Yup the same? Shoot, I complete... Wait, wait, who's he then? Where, what did I see him in? <laughs> um, he was in My
0: Wife is Having an Affair. No,
1: no, I didn't secret want Secret Life that. of My
0: Secretary. No, no, no. Isang Yup was Isang sec- Yup. Oh, Isang Oh, right, right, right. Okay.
1: Wait, Isang Yup is not the Secret Life of My Secretary? No. He looks so much like that guy. They look nothing alike. What are you talking about? <laughs> Guys, guys, I'm telling you, they look exactly alike. They could switch uh, for each other. Not to this me. is the once again Yo, guy, right? Kim, I honestly, I, yeah, once again. I spent the entire last year thinking that he did once again after Secret Life of My Secretary. I honestly thought it was the same I'm actor so baffled throughout last because year.
2: Because Kim Young-wang to me reminds me more of Lee Seung-Gee with his, like the way he smiles. Like no, I, I don't see don't, any resemblance like to, Lee.
1: okay, anyway, this is... It's getting too we're getting too off track keep keep this digression because this is so typical of me i (laughs) I want this for posterity
2: yeah this absolutely is is staying in this is funny
1: (laughs) okay (laughs) moving on now okay wait moving on to me oh no are we still talking about Uh, we're We're never going to talk about the drama <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no,
2: thank you. This is after the week I've had. This is the best thing that's happened all week to me. <laughs> I've had such a okay. rough week okay
1: so, uh, so about the drama, I'm actually a little excited because I really like the female lead here, uh Ye ever since she did Mystery Queen, I've kind of just wanted to keep watching her because she's just she has this aura i just want to watch her on my screen so she's the reason i finished good casting
2: she's also really good in protect the boss and she's she was yeah, i i, yeah, I, loved her I completely that forgot that with yeah,
1: true she was i'm really glad she's doing more dramas now. she
0: was also in heart to heart which is a big favorite for
2: heart people, to heart i love heart to heart so
0: much yeah i really fell in love with her in heart to heart sorry Go
1: on. I never never watched
0: that. It's so
1: good. It was on at
0: the same time as Kill Me, Heal Me, which is why I haven't watched it yet.
1: Sorry, go on. No, that's that's it. Actually, I'm a little disappointed because I was really hoping for a reunion, but that didn't happen. Uh, But... (laughs) hey at least I think this is has... their first time acting together yeah yeah is their first time <laughs> acting together and uh, from the little I saw in the trailer he's this he, he's either a con man or a achievable uh boy with like no clue about life or he might be both because that is something that happens in dramas Cheval boys who are also con men what am I saying why am I speaking um yeah I have nothing more to say about this
0: <laughs> I think there's not a lot to say it's quite a straightforward yeah, plot it
2: could be good
0: it could be it good. Could Especially be.
1: because Ire, uh, the oh, really girl like who's her. playing the younger version of Banhani. She's um, not so little anymore. She's like teenager She's not so little anymore. Now. But yeah. also, <laughs> she's, she? she has a really long acting credit. Like, she's been she's at this really for a good. while. I just realized she's a the daughter from Super Daddy Y'all, which, like, I have yeah, yeah, so many memories
2: is. from that drama. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I know you do, too, because you, you, you recapped it. I watched yeah, the whole thing and I recapped it. And I was like, why did you watch it? when you could stop with you in the recap
0: and then like i just <laughs> it was the worst <laughs> but more recently she was pakshini's little sister in memories of the alhambra if you remember she uh was in witch's court where she was the young version of um yeah i remember new one um come back ajushi if
1: you watched I haven't that. seen she any of her
0: recent stuff in that. i haven't seen
1: that one <laughs> no but you have start oh you didn't watch startup she was uh, uh one in J, the younger version she's grown up well yeah she's really good I really like nice.
0: her very young but very good yeah so
2: I mean as long as the writing is good this should be a fun yeah. drama
0: yeah. don't
1: be Mireille's choice <laughs> please don't I don't think it will I don't, I've, I've never seen uh, Che kong take up scripts that would go in that direction So also I think it's funny I, I don't think that would be a choice that like
2: you brought yeah. up Mire's choice and then like the the heroine of uh, Super Daddy Yol is also Mira- named Mire.
0: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh god that trauma oh god okay
1: i hate it so much it's like you guys want to relive your trauma <laughs> it was just memorably bad trauma
2: shared is trauma halved exactly i didn't have anyone to talk to about it back then because we didn't know each other so
1: um shall shall we shall we move on to the yes next one? <laughs> yes i'm excited for this one i am too so the next one is beyond evil which stars my love, Yo Jin Gu. And also this uh, actor that I haven't seen much of before, but I really liked him in the trailer. Uh, Shin Ha Kyun. Uh, He's have you really good. Him and
2: stuff yeah,
1: I saw him in um, All
2: About My Romance, which was really, really good. And it's like a really underrated romance drama about two politicians, which I know that sounds like terrible, but it's actually really <laughs> great. It's with him and Eamon Jung. I love that thing. Okay. I know I've seen him in other stuff, but he's a really good actor. He does more movies, so.
1: It kind of makes sense. He's got that kind of an intense vibe, but it really works in this drama. Okay, so so the synopsis. Meet the two fearless men willing to go to extreme lengths in their pursuit of a serial killer that has shaken up their quiet city. E. Dongshik, a once capable detective, is now demoted to performing menial tasks at the Manyang police substation. And E. Dongshik is Ha Kyun. Into his peaceful life comes his new supervisor, Detective Hanju Won, which is our baby, Yojingu. Gu. <laughs> And Han joo has, from the outside, it kind of seems like he has a charmed life. He's an elite detective whose father is the star candidate for the National Police Agency's next chief. But despite his admirable qualities and high social standing, Joo-won harbors a long-held secret. When a string of gruesome killings occur, a pattern takes shape that is oddly reminiscent of some cold serial murder cases from 20 years ago. Dong-shik and joo team are vowing to stop this vicious culprit in his tracks. That's all great. What was the trailer? The dynamic between these two, it is what is getting me really excited about this drama.
2: Yeah, because you've got that tension between like this really young guy who's now like this superior of this much older detective, which I always find really interesting.
0: Yojinkou always excels in these sort of dramatic roles as well. Like, he's got this sort of heavy energy. With his sub-basement voice. Yes. (laughs) And it being JTBC rather than OCN gives me hope that it's going to be better than a a hyper-violent procedural, which is sort of what you can expect more from OCN. But with JTBC, more character development. More episode too. It's also 70 minutes. I think I won't mind. This, this Why are there so many good dramas in February? I want to watch all of them, but I'm trying to work through my 2017 backlog. I think a lot of them just got delayed.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think a lot of them just got delayed. It's the shortest month that's coming out with the most dramas. My God. By the yeah. way, the original title, the Korean title, This is Kweamook, which means monster. Ooh. So an additional that's, clue about the yeah, story you can
0: see why they want to change that there, because in english that's a pretty
2: it's very common yeah it doesn't really yeah. stick out
0: so this writer
2: also did the light in your eyes which i didn't watch but i heard was really, really? well written
1: it was really really well written
2: i didn't even notice
1: that. and they also did it was really well written but it was really heartbreaking
2: yeah she also did um my wife's having an affair this week which is
1: also known as listen to love or something on netflix i kind of uh abandoned watching that because it's not really my thing but i had watched i think i'd watched about three episodes and it was pretty well done i also dropped it after a couple of episodes but
2: our friend yuna really really loves that one and i've heard that it's really really good so um yeah, I
0: kind of was like, I'll go back to this, and
2: then I never did. So,
0: <laughs> there are too
1: many dramas. Also, man.
0: Mad Dog and All, both of those are this writer's work as well. And those are really intricately plotted, complex, heavy dramas. So, mm, so a good sign. I guess the writer has experience with. Lots of plot, yeah, and then bringing it together. I love
2: how like those ones are the ones I know nothing about because it's not my genre, <laughs> so I just didn't mention it. Oh, but also like that. Um, there's a daily drama from 2011 called "I Live in Cheongdamdong," which like I normally don't watch daily dramas, but this one was so good that I think I watched like 65 episodes in Korean with no subs. At a time when I only understood about 80% of what was going on. Because, like... It was such a good story. It was such a... like It was like a perfect slice of life story about a family. Like, so anyway, I just... I love this writer, so I'm excited.
0: And the director's last project was Moment at 18, so Borma,
1: you watched that, right? That was really good. I can vouch for it. That was really well written ended really well, which is very crucial for K-dramas. Yes, absolutely. Well, this one's on the Insta-watch
0: list. Damn it.
1: (laughs) 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 It's going to have to wait
2: its turn behind Sisyphus. I'm sorry, I can only handle one drama this intense
0: at a time. (laughs) Nope, I'll have them all on the go. Watch me. All right. Speaking of intense (laughs) dramas, let's go to the next one. Penthouse is about to air its second season. I didn't watch the first season, did you? Nope. Nah. (laughs) I guess this doesn't cover our genres of interest. So anyway, this is uh oh. This is on SBS. I thought this was like a TVN drama, huh? Interesting. No, and it's
2: also. I think it's. This is the shortest. I'm in between seasons that I've ever seen for a K-drama. Yeah, it was
1: really, came up really fast. What? When did it end? Like November, December? A few months ago, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, not, not even, even that. Yeah, later than
2: that. It just it ended. one of
1: the last dramas that we counted as part of it. Yeah, I
2: think it might have ended mm-hmm. in January, honestly.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, so basically,
0: they, they took a couple of weeks off and now they've come back. for Which makes sense, to to be honest, because Actually, you don't want to lose the cast. Yeah. Yeah, you can bring everyone back. You keep the momentum going. So this is going to air on February the 19th. It's a Friday, Saturday drama. And it's only 12 episodes. Was the first 12 as well? Um,
2: first one was 21, but
0: it was an oh, hour and a half. Interesting
2: an episode so
0: these ones are an hour and a quarter so a little shorter but still long uh and it stars ijia kim soyeon yujin om ki-joon yoon jung-hoon and shin and kyung so it's quite a big cast i feel like we don't need to introduce this for the people who are watching yeah (laughs) and everyone else who isn't and it's also already
2: slated for a third season yeah interesting so this seems like it's a one hundred episode drama. It's like been chopped. You know those like mukjangs <laughs> weekend or maybe like a
0: fifty episode weekend drama that's just been like chopped up into three seasons. But like really sort of premium
2: production quality. Yeah,
0: yeah. So the original, um, the background for the original story was that all of these people are the residents of this penthouse called Hera Palace, which is a luxury apartment with a hundred floors and many secrets and hidden ambitions. And I don't know who all of these people are, but, you know, (laughs) one of them was born into wealth and is the queen of the penthouse apartment. One of them is the prima donna of the residence and does all she can to give everything to her daughter. One of them comes from a poor family background, but strives to enter high society by becoming the queen of the penthouse. How many queens can one penthouse have? I don't know. Well, that's why there's (laughs) conflict, Saya. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) A A battle for wealth power... And prestige at Seoul's most coveted penthouse begins. I mean, on a different day, in a different mood, I might enjoy this, but it's not really my thing at the moment. Yeah.
1: Apparently, it had like a really dramatic death in the last season, and that's what got the fandom in a buzz for a while. I feel
2: like this is like pure popcorn entertainment. So, if like when you're in the mood for that, I'm sure it would be really fun to watch. (laughs) I also feel like this would be fun to watch, like in a group, you know? With yeah, your, like, with, like your a, yeah, or, with your family or with your friends. Yeah. yeah, and just like, just like snark like, on the characters about. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's it. I don't think any of us have That's any yeah. more opinions. Nope. <laughs> 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 Should I go to the next one? <laughs> That's yes. a good idea. So
2: the next one is airing on February 20th. It stars Song Joong which like I did not even know he was doing a drama. I only knew about his upcoming <laughs> I don't, movie. I didn't either. So <laughs> it's called Vincenzo, which is his name because he is. <laughs> a member of the Italian mafia, no joke.
0: Okay, <laughs> should we b- be pronouncing that properly, Italianly? Then? Uh, I wouldn't know how to do that, but you can feel free. Oh, v- Vincenzo. Vincenzo. Okay, thank you. I don't
2: speak yeah. Italian, so I had no
0: clue.
1: Me neither. How are they going to Koreanize it? Because they will Koreanize that damn name. Well, no, he has a he Korean
2: name, so we don't need. We don't uh-huh. need to. Uh-huh. So at the age of eight, Park Ji is adopted and sent off to Italy. Now an adult, he is known as Vincenzo Cassano. He is a mafia lawyer and a consiglieri, which if you don't know, is an advisor and dispute reconciliation expert. Okay, according to my drama. <laughs> Definitely didn't know. Um, yeah, we're, well, we're not mafia people, so... <laughs> um, warring factions within the mafia force him to flee to South Korea. There, he falls in love with Hong Cha-young, a lawyer who will do anything to win a case. Vincenzo manages to achieve of social justice there and in his own way. Taekyun plays Zhang Janu, who is an intelligent and hardworking first year law intern at the same firm as Hong Chiang, who is polite and sincere. Despite his boyish charm and good looks, Janu can come across as awkward and naive. Uh, well, that's tech for sure. I was about to say. Prone to making mistakes, <laughs> he is often in trouble at work. Before we start talking about I'm really excited to see Jun bin again, who plays Hong Chiang because I loved her in uh, Mellow is My Nature. I think that's who that is, right? I think so,
0: yeah. Ian Jung.
2: I think she was my favorite character. Her and the person who played across from her were my favorite actors in that drama, even though the main couple were so good. I forgot to mention, it's a 16 episode or on Netflix and this TV. This is like N.
0: one of those Netflixy, super Netflix, hyper Netflix drums that are more interested in the Netflix audience than it is in the domestic TV audience.
1: No, but the thing is that we know these kind of plots, right? Like the lawyer who gets vigilante justice because the law isn't doing the work and he's worked for the mafia so he knows how to get around law and... Okay. It's kind of like his uh, nice guy character, isn't it? Oh, God.
0: Innocent oh, man, no. nice guy. Oh, no, no, not we don't
2: want to remember that.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> let's, let's leave, uh, put your behind in the past. <laughs> Please tell me you got that reference. Yeah, yeah. Okay, hey,
0: thank <laughs> you. I didn't. You didn't? I did The Lion didn't King. The Lion King. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Disney references are all wasted on me. Disney, Marvel, you know I'll never get it. Unless it's from Robin Hood. But The Lion King was like a formative text for childhoods. Come on. I'm a little older than you. I guess, yeah. Not by much. (laughs) That was what my youngest siblings watched all the time when I had to do homework.
2: Yeah, it was one of those movies that
0: just gets like endless replay.
2: But yes, anyway, speaking of putting (laughs) our behinds in the past, we don't need to remember Innocent Man. (laughs) I do like how they both have the same profession because I feel like in a lot of these types of dramas, like one is a lawyer and one is a cop or like one is a prosecutor and one is a lawyer or like one is a, you know what I mean? Like that often that there's like a, like they're put into these
0: occupations that are inherently at odds with each other well interestingly this is more to the comedy end of things and i mean the genre is tagged as comedy and crime but also the writer's past projects have both been comedies so fiery priest which was by all accounts very funny and very um wacky and Chief Kim also both like known for their humor. That would actually
1: be really interesting because I was kind of dreading uh, that this drama Seriously? was Sungkyu. Be, yeah, because <laughs> and because for one thing, I cannot imagine serious Sungkyu. Really? I, I mean, think that's I can. More his natural role. I don't think that he like he can be serious in a in a comedic setup. Like he can do gravitas there, but if he's given just a really grim drama, he kind of just I don't know stagnates to the point of just. I don't know, melted water. It's it's really... I think he
2: does fine. But he shines so much when he can be funny.
1: Exactly. I, I, there was the a lot comedies. of comedy in
2: Descendants of the Sun.
0: Yeah, there that's was, what but I primarily it remember itself it itself wasn't comedy. No, like, it I wasn't, mean The comedy but... where you make fun of
1: yourself. Like, where no, you no, no, are the butt no. of the he, joke. I, I that's what I, I want to see him do. That would be funny. But you know what? So I'm looking at the stills and stuff. And yeah, it does have a comedic vibe. And I really like that... Tassion is in a lot of them and I just really like his overall look. I like that Taekhyun is like uh, supposed to be awkward
2: in this because he's just awkward. In life, in real life,
0: right? <laughs> and he's drama, basically playing it's, it's himself. It's
2: very awkward.
1: That's also his strength is playing himself. So why not? <laughs> exactly. And yeah. before, but if this if this drama is something like you have this Vincenzo character coming back to Korea and he's hiding the fact that he's running away from I don't know mafia or the Italian police and he's trying to kind of finagle his way into a law firm because he's fallen in love with this lawyer who works there and he tries to make make himself indispensable by just I don't know the running circles around the law or something I'm kind of imagining that it could be something like that so, so that might be funny to watch hey that's not how being
2: a lawyer
0: works because you have
2: to that know, study not the law of the that. place that you live in <laughs> but also that is how <laughs> drama works <laughs> he's the,
1: probably a genius though right of course of course he is I bet he's been learning law since he was 8 years old when he got adopted right that's the first book and he's, he's, he's
2: also been studying Korean since then because he would have to be to be, become a lawyer in Korea <laughs> just to go back to the Writer for a second though, like I do, I didn't watch the fiery priest, but I remember people saying that they did a really good job bringing the comedy and also having like a really grounded and like moving social justice message.
1: They did, and yeah. K-
2: Chief Kim did the same thing. Like it was hilarious, and it could be very silly at times. Like the the drama was pretty, like the humor was kind of slapsticky, but at the same time, it was like. I was sobbing at multiple points during that drama because of how moving it was and like the journey of the main character and going from like a con man to somebody who actually had a moral compass and fights for justice was so well yeah. done. I think if they, they will be able to like balance those two elements really well. So that actually gives me a lot of faith that this drama will be good.
1: Yeah. And I just realized that I haven't seen Song junkie Ki in anything substantially since Descendants of the Sun. I mean, I'm not even counting Arthur Chronicles because oh, okay. that's like, that was like Netflix kind of, yeah, that was a Netflix thing. That was, it's kind of like saying he did a movie outside drama land kind of thing. It's, It's a separate thing. didn't do very well. It was kind of its own (laughs) thing. It was like one of the early Netflix experiments. And it still hasn't ended. There is a third part out there somewhere (laughs) that doesn't seem to be getting released. (laughs) Is it going to be made though? Or has it already been? I
0: feel like they kind of dropped it because it didn't do that well. You know, sadly, that's possible. Maybe they're just
2: hoping that everyone will forget about it. I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because they thought it was going to be this big thing. And then it was... I also
2: haven't seen him in anything since uh, Descendants. So I'm kind of excited to see him again. It's been a while. Yeah. Okay, next one.
1: The next one releases on 24th February. I just realized that for all of the dramas that I synopsized, I never mentioned the release dates. I'm so sorry. They all release in February. Okay, go look them up. Oh, and we're talking about them in chronological order, so... That will give you an idea. Yeah. Okay. So the today's drama's is called Mouse. It, uh, it start, it's star starring airing airing in TVN. <laughs> I'm so good at this. Aaron's and it's, star, starting, it's all the same thing. Uh, Gi. So, I mean, they are all back. It's like all of the big name actors are back all together in February. What is up with that? Okay, so we don't actually have much information about this drama. Like, the trailer gives you nothing. It's mildly creepy. Actually, it's really creepy, and that's about it. It tells you nothing. Okay, so, Mouse. Jang Barum, uh, which is Isungi, is a rookie police officer working at a police substation. He's an honest person and tries to attain justice. He faces a psychopath murderer who places the entire nation in fear. Jang Barum's life is totally changed afterwards. No kidding. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, this is information
2: that I, wasn't, I couldn't find yesterday when I was looking this up. Uh, I'm sorry about that. But I found another synopsis that says that this suspenseful story asks the key question, what if we could identify psychopaths in advance? Which I feel like is, oh. is the hex theme. It's like the main point. Of the, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so now we know what the premise that's is. That's interesting,
1: but also super scary when you start profiling tiny children <laughs> as potential psychopaths. Well, there's the moral dilemma, right? I, yeah. I really like Ehe Jun, Joon, who is
2: co-starring with this. Uh, with Isengi in this, and I haven't seen him in a long time, so I'm kind of excited to see him again.
0: I am excited that this is from the writer Cheran, who wrote God's Gift and Black and something else that I really liked. But basically, I have enjoyed all of her dramas.
2: Yeah, I figured you would be. I haven't watched anything with Isengi. This know? is like a very <laughs> like sorry. this is a very Saya heavy month. Like a lot of your type of shows are coming <laughs> out this true. month.
1: So uh R.I.P. Your sleep, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> spoiled for choice that is true this is also interesting apparently uh, Chae Jin Hyuk was offered the second lead role but declined also why yeah, is the, Jin Hyuk the director
0: of this Chae Jin uh, his last project was zombie detective ah, with Che Jin Hyuk okay, so that, that, that sense. would be the connection he's busy being a uh, queen <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, right he's is he being queen or not being queen. But again, we will we will uh, not I'm talk about that. I six. <laughs> ah, we're not talk about that. I haven't even started that.
2: I've just had such a stressful <laughs> year so far. I'm sad.
1: But mm-hmm. I just I wonder what it is about Chae Jin Hyuk's choice of dramas that he. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I've I've gotten very used to watching actors kind of progress until they get to the main lead uh, status, and then they just refuse to take other roles. But I don't see that with agent Jin He does take up a lot of you know minor roles or secondary roles if he finds it interesting. So that's pretty great about this actor. Hmm. Okay, so the
0: next one is quite. It's a nice one because it's a youth campus drama, and we haven't had those for a while. This is called Dear M, and it's going to be airing on february the 26th on kbs2 it's 12 episodes once a week on fridays and it's uh, an hour long and this has a an interesting young cast. so you've got pak hisu who you know from age of youth first season jung jaehyun from nct 127 did i say that right i don't know <laughs> and ro jung yi who was last in 18 again as who so, uh, shea she is yes, right. sorry. <laughs> I remember the, Sue up, the, and I was wrong. The, the girl twin. I really like her. She was also in the Great Show. She's like this young, upcoming act actress who is she even in her 20s yet i don't think she is she's 19 Ah, okay so dear m will tell the story of the campus-wide search for the mysterious m an individual who's mentioned in an anonymous post on a Soyon university online community the realistic romance drama will follow the changing relationships and budding romances between various characters in the wake of all the buzz about m pakesu plays majua who is a second year student in the business administration department at soyun university she has a warm heart and a bright personality. She's not interested in pursuing a dream or having a romantic relationship. Cool. She's never had a boyfriend before. Guess that's going to change. <laughs> <laughs> Jung Jian plays Cha-mi-no, who's a second year student also in the computer science uh, department at the same university. And he has a talent for developing apps with innovative ideas. He's bold and cheeky, but also has a serious side. He's been friends with Jua for 12 years. Oh, that's interesting. And then you've got Rojungi who's playing So Ji Min, a student in the economics department, and she's also a member of the school's cheering squad. And uh, one more character called Parkhanal, who is played by Bae Hyun Sung, who is a student in the business administration department, same university, and an honorary ambassador for the university, and he's Mino's roommate, along with someone else. There's lots of names here, but this is, this actually... It seems like it will be a quite a sweet low-key kind of drama and we haven't had one of those sort of youth dramas for quite a while. Yeah, and
2: I do feel we get a lot more
0: high school dramas than university dramas mm. and I really like university
2: dramas when they're done well and they actually talk about like the reality of campus life. I mean like a dramatized reality quote-unquote but you know it's, yeah it's always
0: fun but it's also kind of sort of idol heavy i don't know if that will be a good thing or a mm. bad thing it can be either depending i mean the female uh the female cast the, those two actresses are very good i would i have not seen them be bad in anything so it will really be down to whether these idol boys are going to be able to play up to them
2: yeah i mean pakesu also did introverted boss which was kind of horrific but i don't think that was not her fault i didn't yeah watch that. it was yeah. it was terrible it had such a bad reaction after it, the first it was not her week.
1: fault but she suffered the fallout for it she had to pretty much lay low for a absolutely. while. absolutely because there was such bad backlash
2: against her character after i think it was the first week that they took a week off production to rewrite and refilm the rest of the drama.
1: Not just the first week. She had like about four or five episodes out. And then her character basically had lobotomy. And turned into a totally different was character. Was it after After a few episodes? Yeah. You're, I think you're right. Maybe four episodes. recap because I had this. the pleasure of recapping huh? it.
2: Yeah. You did. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I forgot that. You had recapped it. I think that was before I met you. I think yeah. that
0: might have been. Yeah.
2: So yeah. Yeah. She did. She kind of got shafted for no fault of her own which is really sad so I hope for her sake that this ends up being successful and it like restarts her career because she's a good actress.
0: Mm, I really liked her in Saimdang as well where she um, played the young counterpart of Lee Oh she
2: kind of resembles her. Yeah she did mm. a really good job in season one of Age of Youth at, because it's really hard to pull off an introverted character and still make them interesting But she did that really well. Like someone who, not just introverted, but someone who like barely talks and is super shy um, but she still made her interesting and like really cute and you
0: know charming yeah so there's someone from uptension in here but i'm not sure which person it is i'm sorry k-pop fans is it ijin yuk you're asking the wrong Mm, people again ijin yuk i'm asking our (laughs) listeners i'm sure they're (laughs) yelling many answers at you right now (laughs) the the other the other idol actor in this is yeah um ijin yuk from uptension so you've got two idol actors and, and two actresses who are not idols yeah Sounds like something Borma would check out, actually. It does sound like something I it think. does, yeah. <laughs> so you have to report back and tell us how, how good or bad this is. will do. The mail lead's previous
2: uh, TV stuff has mostly been like variety and um, like guest roles. So yeah, I'm not really sure. I haven't seen him, so I have no idea. So we'll see. I hope that he's good. And the last drama on our list for February is called Times. And it's another time-warping political mystery drama. Um, we've been having more of these, but it's, bas- it's like one of those where they're connected across time via phone.
1: It's very signally. Yeah, Kairos. Kyrus, well. yeah. Through a oh, phone call, call, so
2: yeah. exactly like Kairos. But instead of a month, it's five years. It's the story of So Jung-in, who's played by Lee Joo-young, who gets connected to reporter Lee Jin-woo, U, is Seo-jin, who is five years in the past through a phone call. She discovers a dangerous truth as she tries to prevent the death of her father, Sogite, who is the president of Korea. Um, and her father is played by Kim Young-chul. <laughs> it's, uh, once again, like, completely depends on execution. And this is airing February 20th on OCN, and it's 12 episodes. So, nice, tight story, hopefully.
1: Yeah, so I find it really interesting that Iju Young is the main lead here. Basically, like she seems to be the person who is the central actor, and this is Iju Young from Itaewon Class, right? Itaewon Class, uh, the chef.
2: Yeah, and she was also yeah one of the yeah. friends in Weightlifting Fairy. I really like her.
1: Yeah, I really like her too. I'm really glad that she's getting to be getting to have a main role this time.
2: I think yeah. this might be her first one, right?
1: Um, it is her first. Yeah. one. I think so. Though she, apparently she did a hip hop teacher, which was Yeah, which which is, she was supposed to have like the main role there. I don't know what that is. I have not. Yeah, (laughs) I have also
2: not seen that.
1: Oh, it it was a web drama. Yeah, yeah, it's a 10 episode, 15 minute drama. Yeah, yeah, that was it. So yeah, first first main. (laughs) Neighbor, yeah,
2: on primetime. So that's exciting. Congratulations to her. And looks interesting. Who's the writer again? Wait, wow. I totally forgot that she was in Pretty Nuna Who Buys Me Food.
0: (laughs) She, she was? was? She
2: was! She was one of her was? colleagues. She was one of um, Sun Agent's colleagues.
0: I still don't remember. Yeah, I don't know either.
2: <laughs> was she a nice colleague? Because she had like really terrible ones. I can't remember that much detail. She was in the office. Probably not because they were all horrible except for that one friend who was amazing. Okay, so that's everything that's premiering on February. That is like a primetime drama of at least 8 episodes
1: and we are pretty full up we we have quite a few dramas on our plates now and i think there was something for everyone which right? means it will be a very long yak next time right
0: <laughs> i was like do the like, twitters and you were like now i have to say
1: something <laughs> I Literally, you know. listen tv announcers we are not okay <laughs> we are not going to get cues right okay
2: you mean you don't know what to you know know what i mean when i just point at you <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay maybe wh- when we are doing this for like our 10th year yeah maybe <laughs>
0: yeah what's what's the bets that 10 years down we still introduce
1: ourselves wrong yeah that's highly highly likely okay but it is <laughs> wrap up time because i have to go feed my dog so guys thank you for listening to us uh you can find our twitter at dramas overflow and you can find us
0: on our personal twitters you can find me at not now you can find me at Anissa Khalifa underscore. And you can find me, Borva, at Festa Faster. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dramasoverflowers underscore. And you can find us on Facebook under
2: Dramas Over Flowers. And our website where you can read all our blogs and fun things is dramasoverflowers.net.
1: And finally, Dramas Over Flowers is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcast. Nice Thanks for listening, listening everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.